How about that? Are you kidding me, moment of church? I want you to stand up out of your seat at every campus. Let's go. Come on. Are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Let's go. Come on. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now. High five them. Come on. High five five people. Give them a high five. Give them a high five. Let's go. Oh my goodness, you guys can be seated. I could not think of a better way to kick off this message, how the Grinch wants to steal Christmas rather than giving God some praise up in his house. So a quick reminder, a quick reminder in 2022, we launched the year and I asked you a question. I asked you this question, what can God do through you? What does God want to do through you in 2022? Now, here we are. It's Sunday. This is an awesome day. But I want to tell you something. 2022 isn't over yet. It's not over yet. And God is not through with you. Some of you guys, you gave the Lord your first at the beginning of the year. You did that. You did that through fasting and you fasted and watch this. You are going to reap because you sowed, you sowed. And I believe with all my heart and I'm speaking this over you today. I'm telling you, some of you are going to step into your biggest blessings of 2022 in these last few days here in December. I promise you that as my friend said, thus saith the Lord. So, uh, I'm telling you, keep your eyes open because God is not through with you in 2022. There is still more to do, all right? Couple things, number one, invite cards. I wanna brag on y'all. Are you kidding me? I mean, Deidre was telling me that we have passed out at our campuses, we passed out 10,000 cards. That means you have stepped up, you've grabbed the cards, and I'm so proud of you. Literally today, I was passing out cards and I like to give them to anybody, but I really love to give them. I mean, I love to give them to everybody, but I love to really give them to people I got a relationship with. I was at Andrews Institute this morning, 7 a.m. appointment and um, was there and rehabbing. And my friend, Joni, who's been helping me Joni's amazing. Joni, if you're watching this, you are amazing. You already know it. At the very end, I've been building a relationship. At the very end, I invited her to come to Christmas Eve. It is literally three and five o'clock, Gulf Breeze High School. So every campus, every campus from Navarre to Pensacola. And listen, you do not want to miss this. If you miss this, you will miss out. Now we got two different gatherings and, 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 and we're not just here for our church. We're actually here for our community also, right? Like our church is a part of the community, but our scope is bigger than the church. Our scope is the community and we're going to have people come and people are going to need to be loved on and greeted and parked and welcomed. And so I'm going to ask you momentum church. I'm talking to owners. I'm talking to people who say, this is my church. Not like that's the church I go to, but, but you are proud right. to be an owner. Yeah. You're proud to be a part. I mean, watching that video, you had tears in your eyes. Yeah. 
I'm going to ask you guys to, to serve one gathering. I'm going to ask you to sit one gathering until we have our teams taken care of. Because we, listen, it's not about us. And I know we all got stuff to do. But let's remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. And this is our greatest opportunity. It's our greatest opportunity to present Jesus to people who so desperately need him. And that's why we need you to continue to allow God to use you here in 2022. So I'm super excited about that. All right, so Christmas Eve, we have that. I'm gonna tell you one more. On the first, I'm gonna do something we've never done. I'm gonna do something we've never done. On the first, we're all coming together, right? We're all coming together, Pensacola Beach right there, right where they have bands on the beach right there at the, at the ball. Listen, I want you to be there. It's gonna be amazing. What time is that? What time is that? What time is Christmas Eve? What time is the first? And we, we have uh, called the first day one. It is January 1st. And here's what I'm going to do. I've never done before. Anyone, we, it's going to be a special day because we got baptisms, that cold water. We're going to do a polar plunge. I already be doing a polar plunge because I'm going to be baptizing. All right. But anyone at the end, we're going to polar plunge. But as a part of the gathering, everyone that comes who wants to, we're going to have a, a prayer team down front and we're going to pray. We're going to give the Lord our first and Steph and I, Steph and I are going to pray over people and we're going to anoint people with oil and we're going to pray God's greatest year will be 2023 over you and your family. So we talk about seeking first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. We talk about giving God our first. We get to do it on the first, day one. Let's go. We start in day one. So, all right. I'm excited about this message, but I want to kick off with this story. It's not going to be a long message, but this message is powerful. And it, it, it's not oftentimes, it, it, it's, it, it's not even sometimes even the length of a message, sometimes it's just the action we take from the message. You with me? It's the application. Because God's not just looking for hearers, man. God's looking for doers. All right? And so what I'm going to present today can be a lot of help to everyone. Now, if you're here and you're like, man, anointing, what is that stuff? That's crazy. I never heard of that. And you're not a Christian, but your friends invited you and you're, you're here. I want you to know you're welcome right. to be here. We love you. You do not have to be like us. You do not have to be like us to be loved by us. We love you because you're made in the image of God and God loves you. And there's no perfect people allowed here, man. If I can be the pastor, anybody can come. All right. So we are glad that you guys are here. We're so glad, but, but I'm telling you, this message will help you today, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, it will help you today. How many of you have ever been so excited about Christmas and Christmas has snuck up on you? It got there, right? You feel it right now? Maybe some of you are behind the eight ball, right? You're like, man, I haven't started shopping. I think Steph and, Steph and I, the presents that we buy, we, we try to get a head start on it. And this year it's like, holy cow, it's here. You know, so thank God for, you know, Santa Claus and Amazon. And uh, you know what I'm saying? So where would we be without those guys? But um, 
It's purchase, 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 you know? And, uh, you know, we, we do all this. And the truth is, if you're like me, and I'm probably like you, we go to great extent, very great extent, to make everything picture perfect, everything beautiful for Christmas. I mean, from the lights outside to the decorations outside and inside, to the food we're preparing, to how we want the moment to unravel that morning. We want it to be just perfect. And yet there is a Grinch who wants to steal Christmas. You know, y'all have seen the movie, right? We've had a couple uh, different movies um, now, you know, from the cartoon, uh, Jim Carrey, you know, I mean, the Grinch. And we know the story. We know the story. But I want to tell you about a Grinch who will never get right. I want to tell you about a Grinch who is not going to come back around. He, he will have to submit to the meaning of Christmas. He just won't worship because of the meaning of Christmas. And that Grinch is the devil. Now the devil sometimes gets us to do stuff, tempts us to do stuff, but sometimes it's just you and I, it's just our nature coming out. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had a beautiful Christmas? Everything was perfect. You worked so hard. And then the truth is you said something. You, you, you had a thought and that's why they say, be careful with your thoughts because it can slip through your lips. And you had a thought and that thought came out your mouth. Maybe it wasn't in your home, right? Maybe it was when all your family got together and there's that one family member that makes you just twitch because you know, you know what they're going to say. You know what they're going to do. They show up, they never bring any food. They're the ones that come over. They're the ones that eat 80% of the food and they show up with crappy cookies from the grocery store. Merry Christmas. And you've been in there sweat. I mean, you're feeling like, you're feeling like Martha. You're like, Jesus, if you don't do something, I'm going to slap somebody. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, and so you're already irritated because you know they're coming. And then they come and you knew that they wouldn't bring something, right? And then they, they show up and they don't bring something or they bring something that, you know, costs them nothing. You know, meanwhile, you got the hundred dollar, you know, um, ham, you know what I'm saying? And you got the turkey over here and you bought all this and you bought all that and you cooked all this and you stayed up two days before making all the Christmas cookies and eggnog has gotten very expensive and you got enough for all 40 people in your family. And you are just like, you're like, just try me. You know, you're just like right there. And then there they come. And if we're not careful, the Grinch can be the devil, but the Grinch that can steal Christmas is closer than the devil. In fact, I want to tell you that that Grinch is, is within your mouth, the tongue. The tongue is a dangerous thing. Now it's a powerful thing and it can bring life or it can bring death. I want to read a couple of verses before, let me tell you this story. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, uh, my dad was working a couple jobs um, and it was Christmas morning. And this year we were waiting for dad to come home from work. And I appreciate my dad. I want to honor my dad. I love my dad. My dad taught me to be a hard worker, a hard worker. He gave me a great work ethic. And um, dad came home and we we're all waiting, you know, and, 
And, um, you know, if y'all, y'all know Gavin, y'all probably understand what I was like, you know, as a boy, handsome, big, dark, tall, strong. I mean, just all those things. And it's Christmas morning and we had the presents and mom had told us to wait. Right. Mama G said, don't open, don't open. We're there, you know, and I don't remember what I was doing, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't waiting. Pretty sure I started with a little rip (laughs) and then that little rip got a little bit bigger. You know, I was always trying to find out what I got before Christmas morning. And, um, and so anyways, I remember Mama G, like evidently I probably had just gone full (laughs) blown, open the gift. And she said, I I told you not to open the gift. And she's like, Jonah, and Mama G was upset at me. And she's like, Jonah, now if you know Jonah's story in the Bible, Jonah disobeyed God. And so, you know, if your name is Jonah today, God loves you. (laughs) But but biblically speaking, you know, Jonah was running from God. So she called me Jonah. Mom, you still haven't apologized. No, I'm just getting up teasing. That wasn't the bad part. The bad part is what I said next. And, and I know the Bible. It's in me. So as soon as I heard Jonah, I was like, I could trump that. And it wasn't good. I wish I had called her Mary Magdalene. Like after Jesus. Not before Jesus. She has seven demons. I, I, I wish I, wish I, I would have called her like Mary, the mother of Jesus. So we sing... Mary, did you know? Um, I didn't. As soon as I heard Jonah, I said, Jezebel! (laughs) And the Grinch was right there wanting to steal Christmas. And let me tell you what. Brother got a butt whooping. (laughs) Got a butt whooping that Christmas morning. That's how we started out Christmas. Now, if you are with me and you don't want the Grinch to steal your Christmas... Then I want to point out just a few verses real quick. And um, you can follow along, you version, it's right there. You can look at these uh, verses. You can hit save because I promise you, probably everybody here today will have a moment. May not be Christmas morning, might be Christmas afternoon, might be when you're watching your team and they're not playing good. And you bet, I mean, we don't do that. I mean, you like, you, you, you encouraged that somebody, your team was going to win. And um, if we're not, it might not be Christmas day. It, it, it might be, well, the kids are out of school on Christmas break. Let's go to this verse. This verse is so powerful. Ephesians, Ephesians. Now, Paul wrote this letter to a church. And this letter is to the church in Ephesus. And this is a short verse, but it's a very powerful verse. So I'm not going to read 30 verses here. This is one verse. I'll point out two other verses later, but this one verse is our text, Ephesians 4, 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Now, why are we talking about this the week before Christmas? Like, Pastor Tim, there's so much about Jesus being born and the the manger, and and that's awesome, and that's so good. But let me tell you something. Um, Your tongue can really mess up Christmas. Your tongue can really curse Christmas or curse someone you love at Christmas. And so this verse says, don't use foul or abusive language. Now that word foul in the NLT, 
If you track that word foul back to the Greek in which the New Testament was written, if you study that, it literally means corrupt. Like someone is corrupt. If someone, if someone was uh, a, a, a bad business person, and, and, and not just like bad, like they weren't good with their business, but they, they, were, um, they had no integrity, wow. right? They cheated people. They love to take advantage of people. We would say that person is corrupt, all right? And, and it, it not only means corrupt, it means bad. Or watch this, even foul, foul, putrid, rotten. That's, that's the picture here. So it's kind of like, it, it, like you're driving. Maybe you're going to go see family this vacation. You're in the car, and then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you smell something while you're going down the interstate at the speed limit, and you smell something, and sure enough, as you get closer, you realize it's a dead animal. Maybe it's a dead deer on the side of the road, and you knew it smelled like death before you could see what it was. That is the context of foul language, is that it stinks. It's gross. It is rotten. It is rotten. Have you ever eaten something? Um, this last week, um, we, you know, we're cooking and taking uh, Christmas cookies to our neighbors and got just a lot of fun. We got a fun neighborhood. We love that. Um, we bake cookies and then we take an invite card and um, put it, tape it to the tinfoil or we'll hold it and we'll deliver to a bunch of neighbors and then we'll give them a card and invite them for Christmas. It's a good thing. It's a, it's a good way um, to love on your neighbors. But um, I was eating cookies instead of <laughs> delivering cookies. And I didn't have a bunch, so don't judge me. I think I only had like eight or 10 or something. But no, seriously, I was, I was eating this cookie and I was like, I need milk. And I don't know about y'all, I love milk. I love milk, white milk, chocolate milk. I, I like milk, promised land milk. Now we talking, but I knew I had Borden whole vitamin D milk in the fridge and I got it. And, um, I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to drink this. And so I went in, actually I had one of my kids do it. I said, like, Hey, Hey Riley, go get, go, let me be honest here. Hey Riley, Hey, go get me the milk. So she brings it. Now I'm eating chocolate chip cookies. Tastes amazing. And I take about two or three swallows. I looked at the date and it still was supposed to be good for another month. But I couldn't really tell because I had chocolate cookie in my mouth. So I was like, hey, Steph, come, come, come smell this. And Steph smells it. And she's like, yeah, I don't think that's good, you know. And um, Steph is known for whenever something's bad like that, she's like, baby, this is horrible. This is awful. This is, what is that stuff called? Kombucha? What is that? What is, is that it? Kombucha. Tim, this kombucha is so nasty. Hey, take a sip. You'll, uh, you you got to try this. You know that. And so anyways, so this is my turn. Baby, just take a little sip. Try it. Yeah, I got cookies in my mouth. And uh, yeah, it was definitely rotten. And this verse reminds us that our speech can be rotten. It can be corrupt. It can be bad. It can be putrid. It can literally be and leave the stench of a dead animal. So don't use foul or abusive language. You know, in marriages and relationships to our parents, young people, parents to our kids, 
We can use abusive language. And the tongue can take out love, joy, peace, trust, confidence, the tongue that quick. Scripture tells us that the tongue is a flame of fire and we know how quickly fire and fires can destroy so much. That is our tongue. And the devil wants, the devil is betting on you using your tongue this Christmas so he can steal the joy and the love and the peace of Christmas. So don't use foul or abusive language. Watch this. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let me give you a, a let me, let me break it down and give you a quick illustration. Out of the abundance of the heart, scripture tells us we speak. So when I say something, when you say something, we mean it. How many of you have someone in your family that they will say something and they may kind of say it like, like um, you know, with a little smile or a little smirk, but you know it's a dagger, Right? How many sitting right next to that person? Raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. Don't raise your hand. How many know somebody like that? In fact, we would say someone like that is very, what's the word? Toxic is a good one. What else? When they say something, but they got their own little spin on it. Passive aggressive. They're passive aggressive. Right? And if you and I are not careful, what is in our heart slips through our lips. But if the heart is right, then you know what happens? If the heart is right and the heart is good, then our character's good. If our character's good, then our conduct is good. Our actions. If our conduct is good, then our conversations are good. And so Peter knew this. Peter is standing at a fire. They're accusing him of, he was with Jesus. This is right before the crucifixion. They've arrested Jesus. And they're accusing Peter of being a Jesus follower. By the way, there's worse things to be accused of. When people accuse you at work, they make fun of you. I was talking to a teenager recently and a teenager told me at school, they say, hey, this person's a Christian. They go to church. And I understand that's hard, but let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Dana White, sir, if you're listening, let me explain something to you. I watch UFC and I heard you say, hey, people don't care about Jesus. Love Jesus all you want. But at the end of the fight, don't talk about Jesus. No one wants you to talk about Dana White. Hear me and hear me well. I want them to talk about Jesus. I want what's in their heart coming out their mouth. That's the greatest love relationship ever, right? And so I want to remind us that Peter was standing there and they're like, he's been with Jesus. And you know why they said that? You know how they knew that? They said, scripture tells us because of his speech, they knew he was a Jesus follower. But fast forward the story and Peter starts cursing, using some crazy language to prove he wasn't. A, are you tracking with me? And the very thing, watch this, his speech, his speech was the very thing that proved to them that he was a Christian. All of a sudden, in a matter of a few minutes, turned around and convinced them he wasn't 
a Christian. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. They were skeptical of Peter's denials because of his speech, and then they believed him because of the same tongue. Proverbs 12, 18 says this, rash language cuts and it maims, but there is healing in the words of the wise. And this is where I want to close. This is where I want to close. Look, 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 lean in. Don't miss this. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Don't just hear this message that, that the power of death is in the tongue. The power of life. God tells us life before death. The power of life is in the tongue. In Acts 4.36, there's a guy, and they called him um, an awesome name. In fact, you know what? Let's just go there. Let's go there and read it. I think this will be good. For all of us, maybe you've never even seen this first. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Let's go um, right here. Acts 4, verse 36. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas. Anybody know what Barnabas means? Son of encouragement. They gave him a nickname because he was an encourager. He encouraged so many people. You know how you encourage people? Your tongue. Your mouth, you encourage people with the words that you speak over them. The words that you speak over them. That's how you encourage people. He was known by his encouragement. I want to ask you a question. Do people around you go to you for encouragement? Let me ask you another question. Before people have to come to you for encouragement, are your eyes open enough to see who needs encouragement? I want to tell you something. You know who needs encouragement? Everybody. Everybody breathing needs encouragement. Dad and I went to Orlando. Um, My cousin's been in ICU for two weeks, and we were able to pray with him, and um, they had him so sedated he was out of it. We went and prayed to the lady in the next room who just had a stroke. She was out of it, looked like she was this close to death. And her husband's in there, and her husband has that look in his eyes. And to me, it appeared like he didn't know, and I hope he does. But it looked like he didn't know the hope that, that we know. Hope has a name, right? It's Jesus. And we prayed with him, and he had a daughter and a son look like they're college students, and there was just the fear and the worry. You could see it all over their face. Christmas time is some of the hardest times for people who lost a loved one, maybe went through a divorce. Listen, Christmas time, one of the greatest gifts you can give is not what they're selling at Dillard's. It might be what you're telling and believing about others might be what you're speaking over. Uh, That's the gift. It is the gift. The words can heal. In closing, I opened up my Bible and I found a note that was placed in my Bible. It was placed in my Bible by someone who's been an encouragement in my life for a long time. I think you'd probably know her. Let me read this note says, Tim, at the top, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, hey, just want you to know I am praying for you. How many of you need someone to pray for you? How many of you have at least one thing that someone could pray for you about? 
So a great question is when you talk to someone, how can I pray for you? By the way, you're talking to a friend, talking to a loved one, whether they believe in God or not. Hey, hey, before we get off, how can I be praying for you? That's a great way to put your faith out there without smacking them over the head with the Bible. You know what I'm talking about? It says, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, whatever day you pull this out, know I'm thinking of you in a special way. You're one of my heroes and an awesome inspiration in my life. I love you and will always be there for you. Keep the faith always and never stop serving him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I love you, Gail. Gail Booth. You know the date on this? Can we get the camera on this note? Can we pull it up to this corner right here? Look at the date. Look at this date right here. Can you see it? September 28, 2003. 2003. And I've kept this note in my Bible. And I'm telling you, some of the times where I was discouraged, burdened, exhausted, weary, did I say exhausted yet? You know, pastors carry a lot of burdens because they're a shepherd. They care for a lot of sheep. But there have been many times when I've opened this Bible and that note was the first thing I saw and it encouraged me. So listen to this verse one more time. Don't use foul or abusive language. See, if you call someone stupid, they're gonna believe they're stupid. Well, I'm a coach. I'm trying to motivate someone or I'm a teacher or my son just doesn't listen. I get it. But abusive language destroys the spirit. It crushes the spirit. So Paul says, don't. Can you say don't? Don't. And this Christmas vacation, Christmas day, Christmas Eve, maybe it's crazy in the parking lot come Christmas Eve or you're trying to get to church and that person's in the fast lane going 20 miles under the speed limit. Can we all just say don't? Ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. Don't. Don't. That's what it says. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that, here's the so that, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let's pray. How many would say, Pastor Tim, I wanna be a better encourager. I wanna be a better encourager. Would you raise your hand all over this place? Both my hands are in the air. I wanna be a better encourager. I wanna use my mouth I want to speak healing and blessing and goodness and helpful things that will heal people. Just put your hands up. I'm going to pray for you. Stretch them up. Would you stretch them up? Stretch them up. Every campus. Come on, Navar. Hold them up. Blackwater men. Our, our campus over at Blackwater Correctional Institute. Hold your hands up right now. Gulf Breeze, Pensacola. Hold them up. Online, you're watching. Hold your hands up right now. God, I pray for all of us with our hands raised that you would remind us to be an encourager. Remind us, God, when we're tempted to say something that's gonna cut, when we're tempted to say something that's gonna maim, but they deserve it. God, would you, would you 
remind us. Holy Spirit, would you encourage us? Don't say it. Don't speak it. Speak life. That's what we're talking about. We pray this in Jesus' name with heads bowed and eyes closed. How many of you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands on this one, but how many of you right now need to ask God for help because it's easier to use foul or abusive language? It just came in the military. It just came with it. It's what you do. It, it's the job. You work construction. It's, 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 <laughs> that's all you hear. It's, it's no big deal. Well, God says it a bit differently. It is a big deal. Don't raise your hand because we're not here to embarrass anybody. We're all sinners that need the grace of God. But maybe just in your heart, you could pray a simple prayer in the privacy of your heart right now that would say, Lord, help me here. Like right here in this area. Help me so that I am not quick to speak. I'm not quick to use language that hurts. Help me use language that builds up. That's what encouragement means, edify, to build up, to lift up, to encourage. And let's do that, church, encourage one another. Well, before we close, uh, look at me real quick. Before we close, we never, never, ever, ever wanna have a gathering where we, where we don't give the gospel because people today, probably at every campus, there are people today that you do not know personally the love of God. That is, you've never received forgiveness, which is through Jesus only, the Savior of the world, what Christmas is all about. You might be religious, but you are lost as a goose in a hailstorm. As my old country friends say, you're lost and you know you're lost. Can I tell you something today? God didn't come to point his finger in your face and tell you how lost you are. I'm pretty sure that you already know that. Like I know that about me. Here's a cool thing. He didn't come to condemn. He didn't just come to correct. He came to forgive. And he came to give you life and life everlasting and life abundantly. And the way you receive that is you put your faith and trust in him. All chips in on Jesus. You're going all chips in on Jesus. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Say, God, I believe you and I need the blood of Jesus to wash away my sins. That's all it is. And then it's asking him to do for you what you can never do. You can't go to church long enough. You can't sit through enough church services or gatherings. You can't have enough Bibles in your home. You can't pray enough seconds to make yourself right with God. We miss the mark. Only Jesus hit the mark. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If you're ready for that today, I want you to pray with me. I'm gonna lead us in a sinner's prayer. And you're not gonna pray to Pastor Tim, you're gonna pray to Father God. Pastor Tim can't forgive you. In fact, no man, humanly speaking, can forgive your sins. Someone say, I forgive you, like I'm letting go of unforgiveness. But for those sins to really be forgiven, 
Only Jesus can do that. And if you ask him today, he'll do it. Let's pray, heads bowed and eyes closed. Again, not praying to me or through me, just repeat after me, but you're talking to God. At the end of this prayer, I'm gonna ask you if you prayed it for the first time to raise your hand up high, not to be shy. I mean, we're gonna get to it quick. We're gonna clap, we're gonna give you a gift. Church is gonna be over and you can walk out. You can walk out knowing that you now have peace with God because you are a child of God. Let's pray. Would you say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I know it and you know it. I need a savior. I receive you as my savior. Thank you for loving me, bleeding for me, dying for me. I believe you rose again for even me. I now give you my life. Confess that you are Lord and I receive your life. Now teach me how to live in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look up here. Every campus, look up right here. Pensacola, look right here. Gulf Breeze, look right here. Come on, Navarre. Blackwater, online, look right here. If you did that today, I want you on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up in the air. Hold it up. Hold it up high. We're going to give you a blue bag. And inside that bag are resources to help you in your new faith journey. On the count of three, hold it up high. One, two, three. Right now, hold it up. Let's go. Come on, hold it up. Hold it up high. Let's go. Come on. Come on, hold it up. Let's go. Yes. We see you. Keep it up. So proud of you guys. So proud of y'all. So proud of y'all. It's the greatest thing you could ever do. Now listen, take that bag. And as you leave today, look for someone. Look for someone with a name tag or someone in a blue momentum t-shirt. We want to lead you through that bag, which is why we exist. It's why we're here. It's our mission to lead people to passionately follow Jesus. And we want to lead you through. Don't want you just leave with a bag and not know what's in it or how to use it. We want to walk you through that. And for everybody else that didn't raise your hand, go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. It's not just our job to celebrate Christmas. The greatest way you celebrate Christmas is you invite people to receive Christmas, right? Jesus is the reason for the season. Let's invite everybody we know. Let's pack out Gulf Breeze High School, right? Christmas Eve. I'm talking standing room only. Standing room only at the three o'clock and the five o'clock. We need your help. That's why we're doing this. If you still have cards, don't waste your tithe or someone else's. Get those cards out. You know what? Because this is more than ink and paper. God will use this and you never know what might just happen when you invite somebody. I want to encourage you to do that. I sure do love you guys. Man, thanks for coming today. At this time, I'm going to kick it to our local campuses. We'll see you.